This episode of Matt and Andy's Excellent Adventure, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna, gonna leave that in. Episode. I'm gonna leave that in, everybody. Sure. This is not Andy and I aren't trying to have a baby, but if we were trying to have a baby, we would need IVF anyway. Can you imagine what it would look like <laughs> and how ornery it would be? Well, I don't know that they'd be able to splice our DNA. That would be the most argumentative. It would be our version of Tuvix. Depressed child. It would be Tuvix. What's Tuvix? When Tuvok, when Tuvok and Neelix got <laughs> spliced in the uh, in the transporter and then they killed him. Uh, anyway, guys, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. It's available for all your entertaining needs. It's at Hollywood and Highland. That's the Crossroads of Entertainment. Andy, I was just over there the other day at the Crossroads of Entertainment. Yeah. I did not pop into Ripley's because I was out on a super long walk that I decided to jog up and down the stairs at Hollywood and Highland. Wow, you really walked. They were like far. corner stairs, like uh, tucked away, so you don't have to like look at a fat guy running up and down stairs. Yeah, uh, right next to the GNC. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I gotta say, you could make a whole day of it. Yeah. Over there, you finish up at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Two for one deal. If you listen to this podcast, you just mentioned Star Trek: The Next Conversation, Andy, and after five p.m., buckle up because you're getting in two for twenty dollars. Exciting. I can't believe it. That's well, actually, I can believe it. Well, maybe I can't believe it. It's up, up to me to believe it or not. That's the beauty of Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, Andy. He circled back to the name. I sure did. Head over there. Tell them you heard us uh, talking about them, and you'll get yourself a BOGO. Buy one, get one after 5 p.m. After you've done quite a number on yourself at the variety of restaurants that serve waffles at Hollywood and Highland. Mmm, Waffles. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. We're back. Wait, we didn't go anywhere. This is back a from weekly from podcast. last week. Sorry I went up so late last week, everybody. Uh, How late was it up? Like, I don't dude, watch it. I got it up at like 11.58 p.m. Oh, when do you usually get it up? Like 10. Oh, I didn't even know that. It's like two hours late. Oh, nice. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. Yeah. I struggled. But you did it. <laughs> we got it there. It's impressive. Um, so we uh, we're here, and uh, everyone's excited about it. A lot of fun happening out there in the world of us, <laughs> <laughs> not the real world. <laughs> anyway, guys, I recently uh, swung through the Facebook group. Just uh, I don't know how I got there. I got some sort of email notification that someone liked a comp a thing or something. Was it? It wasn't the image. No, it wasn't that. That's what I found when I clicked on it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you know, I saw the image of uh, someone had done a floor plan. Let me see if I can get this of name. the Admirals Club 
And the floor plan uh, looks exactly like I imagined it. And I was so delighted by it that, uh, quite frankly, I said to Andy, I'm on this Facebook group right now, and you're not going to believe it, but uh, someone has drawn the uh, the Admirals Club, and uh, they're running a poll currently to ask which non-Star Trek sci-fi series I should try. It ends in five hours, uh, which means it'll be done by the time you guys hear this. But that being said, there's a lot of fun stuff happening over there. It's a closed group, so ask to be a member. All you got to do is swing over there and uh, talk about us. Uh, it was a hilarious image. That's all you can talk about is us. Uh, that was done by Sam Marriott. Oh, nice. Good. Good. And, uh, and then the other thing I saw quickly scrolling, Kyle Barker. <laughs> was this the Lenny and Squiggy? Lenny and Squiggy. Uh, he nailed that. He had... Uh, the Romulans hailing as Lenny <laughs> Squiggy. And then uh, Kyle again it, using his uh, not great but super hilarious Photoshop skills. Uh, he put us outside of the uh, <laughs> in the corridor doing the podcast <laughs> with the president of the Federation. You saw that one, right? Oh, I didn't know who the other person <laughs> That's was. That's the president. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's amazing. Uh, so there's some cool stuff happening over there. I love the fan art. And it, and many of it, uh, we're, we're dangerously close to getting our, our Patreon up and running. And uh, we're going to offer opportunities to vote and comment on what merch you want. Merchandise. That's insider talk for merchandise. <laughs> um, and... Um, yeah, I, w- I think that that blueprint to the <laughs> the president circle slash admirals club would be great. So I was actually thinking there should be even more details in it. So no, if anybody, I mean, this is a perfectly done like how you would see it in the uh, technical manual. Like this is a, this w- it. Wouldn't have like done. more like little things like this is the replicator or this is the whatever like in the room. Wouldn't eh, there be other details? You know, I like that there is a bathroom. I like that to leave, there's three doors to get out. I love it, Sam, but uh, I would love even more details in there. This is uh, hilarious. Um, Whatever the case, that's the Star Trek Next Generation. uh, Sorry, Next Next Conversation. conversation. um, Facebook group. Um, And uh, I will also say, um, I'm going to really get off my duff. And what is get, he doing? Get yeah. the what Instagram. Is this, what is this promise that may not come to fruition? Yeah, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna get, try and get off my duff and get the Instagram going, which is uh, like our Twitter is at Star Trek TNC. And uh, I uh, I thought, oh wait a minute, I can make everybody else do the work for me, or at least some of the work. So uh, here's where I'm, what I'm gonna request. Um, if you have, this is very interesting. I don't know what he's going to request. What tweet, is happening? Not tweet or, or Instagram is probably better, and then I'll repost it. Uh, Instagram images that you because part of the thing, honestly, that has been holding me up is that I'm oh so OCD that I'm like, but I want to go in chronological order so someone who's new to the podcast can watch them, can look at the uh, the feed in order, and then listen to the episodes. What? So, like, I'm you listen so to an episode. What do you want to be on the Instagram? Basically, I want relevant images uh-huh. for each episode of TNC or TNG in order. Oh, that's silly. I knew you would say that. But I'm the one who's in charge and doing all of that stuff because Matt will, it's, it's unlikely Matt will even look at it, let alone well, do anything. Some sort of email it. notification comes in, and then I'm all on over this. Apparently, you're really or... getting very involved. Oh, it's yeah. surprising. Anyway, my, my request is I'm going to go try and go, hit like five episodes a week if I can. So 
uh, for the first for this next week um, episodes uh, you know one to five of Star Trek the next conversation just hashtag TNC E for episode and then whatever episode number you have a suggestion of those first five episodes um, I'm still not clear. Do you want screenshots from screenshots, the episode? video, whatever you would put on but Instagram? What does that? Uh, what does that do? Like, I, you know, we'd have, have like I'd like a screenshot. We maybe, have like maybe million, we have funny captions. We have a million comments that are like, "Do something with the Instagram." So I'm offering. Well, I don't it. think this is what they want. Oh, what do they want? <laughs> I think they want us to have more fun with it. Ooh, all right. Like, yeah, well, you suggest it. Stuff. Throw it yeah, out. Like on my Instagram, if you all follow at Matt Myra, you, you'll find, if you scroll through there, there's plenty of uh, Star Trek-related content. Uh-huh. And it's usually screenshots where I just uh, make stuff up. I just <laughs> I just uh, write uh, hilarious things that are being said. So you That's want, a fun way to do it. You want commentary. I want... I'm not sure what you're asking for. I don't for. know what you're asking for. What are we at? The point is, let's what get I'm to the show. What I'm asking for is post something Do what and Andy said. Hashtag TNCE and then the he's got episode a, number he's, of TNC. He's got a fully thought out thing. So uh, do what Andy or said. Or you can just hashtag TNC. But it's easier for me if you do it by episode. Well, then you're going to have to search yeah. for each E1, E2, That's fine. E3, I'm willing E4, to do E5. that. All right. And I'm just going to do it on a weekly basis. I don't I'm know what he's going to do. I don't understand his vision, but I feel he has like a the, vision. I feel he like has the a people vision. out there understand what I'm so saying. So help him with his vision. I don't know why you're fighting me. And then once I see his vision, maybe I'll understand his vision. Look, but in the meantime, I don't understand his vision. Bottom line is I'm, I'm asking for help with, well, you know, with the Instagram Andy, feed to get up to speed. Maybe I will reconsider your application to the Federation <laughs> when you're ready. There's literally, I just am trying to move us forward. And you, you, you're so con- contrary. To I what? know every single thing I'm going to suggest you're going to fight me on just on policy. That depends. Sometimes you suggest good things. You're. I'm trying to think of one. Hang on. You're like the uh, a human embodiment of bipartisanship. <laughs> That's what I say. I got nothing. That's all, Matt. That's my email. Bloomingdale's loyalist. That's the second one. I once so. bought a pair of shoes at Bloomingdale's six years ago. You know and, what that uh, means. I've been getting an email ever since. That's not a mistake. What do you mean? That doesn't count. What do you mean? You, it's not like I tried to hit a sound cue and that came up. No, but you you allowed the sound on your email to... Uh, oh, there's going to be plenty of sounds happening. It's We run this through both of our computers, everybody. So uh, It's going to be the, a hostile episode, guys. That's what I'm that, sensing. That's the curtain there. You're looking behind <laughs> it. Um, Matt? Yes? Um, would you have them watch this episode, The Hunted? No. No? Just a flat no. It's like, you only have so much life, right? <laughs> it's true. There's no arguing that. So you could spend 44 minutes watching this yeah. episode, or you right. could spend two hours uh-huh. listening to this podcast. That's so true. what I'm saying is, if you're going to listen to this podcast and then watch the episode, save yourself the time. Just listen to this podcast. All right. I don't have a vote, but I might vote differently. You would say yes. This well, is crazy. I guess we'll have to find we'll out. Find out. We'll yeah. find out how many Andys Andy gives Andy. Um, I'm about to press the button that uh, ent- enters us into the Admirals Club, Matt. You can do whatever you need to do over there. Well, I mean, if we're going to the Admirals Club, we'll just go into the Admirals Club. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs>
Guys, you did, you did we, it wrong. We've, we were, I don't know if you know this, but we were doing this first part of the show from the president's circle, so we've exited back into the Admiral's Club. You okay. can clearly see from the diagram uh, in the Star Trek The Next Conversation Facebook group uh, exactly where we are. What I enjoy about this is... Oh, I stepped too close to this door. Let me just slide over here. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, there's so many doors in here, Andy. I just can't find a good way to be up. That's my bad. So I'll now just, technically, stand in the middle here. if we were to agree with that blueprint, I am just standing there while you are walking through a bunch of doors that are free-floating in the middle of the room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, a, I'm, just, a, I'm just getting close to the doors. It's a very complicated radio play. I just get knows close to is, the doors. Right? You know, and you just let it open. Yeah, well, I don't let it open. It just automatically opens. Matt, how do they get into the Admiral's Club? That's uh, very simple. I have to Not that you would want to based on what you're seeing. <laughs> Leave a five-star review on iTunes. And that five-star review can be critical of me. Um, our first admiral or our first visitor of the Admiral's Club says, <laughs> I didn't want to love this so much by BLKSQRL. Black Squirrel. That's what it seems like. Seriously, I thought it would get old. I thought I'd eventually get over revisiting my favorite TNG episodes with these two wing nuts. Nope. <laughs> Andy and Matt offer a fresh and entertaining send-up of some of the best uh, the late 80s and early 90s had to offer. And damn it, I'm going to have to listen to all of them now. Seriously, top-notch podcast. Thank you, Black Squirrel. Or sorry, Black Squirrel. slash not sorry. Listen to this before having kids by Captain Crunch 8. This terrific podcast is like a course on parenting. Matt is doing a masterful job of patiently spoon-feeding TNG, and Andy is a wonderful eater with childlike curiosity. I think that's that's met metaphorically, but is also accurate in, uh, in a literal sense for me. Um, for what the future holds for the show. One request. Please demote me back down to Captain. I don't want to be behind a desk. <laughs> um, and uh, that's it for the Admiral's Club. Yeah. So if we yeah. could just step over into the President's Circle again, where well, we started, apparently. I mean, it's awkward, but we're going to have to go around this. Hang on. Got to go around this door. Oh, this uh-huh. one, this, there's another door. Oh, 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 that door's broken. I'll tell Jordy. Anyway, uh, so we're going into the president's circle? That's right. All right. I love um, that. Our entry into the president circle this week. Um, I believe they must have a name, but it wasn't listed. So it's Baldwin Media, who sent us $50, Matt. So generous. Oh, my God. Uh, and Baldwin Media says to us, your podcast is pretty cool, I guess. Here's a few beans to help you guys stay interested. <laughs> that is totally valid. Um you know what? You could also uh, you could just put at Andrew Secunda, which is my Instagram. That's another way you could do it. Um, FYI, <laughs> um, that's it. I just was, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought he had a fully formed plan. Uh, turns out, <laughs> well, my my concept is fully formed. Nah, this, the technical aspects are not fully formed as nah, as is appropriate to this podcast. Um, that's the only entry into the uh, president's circle. So what, what do you want? Insufficient want? sensor data. Oh, boy. It must mean we need more presidents. If you want to be a president, Andy, how do you do it? I guess go to our... Oh, sorry. If you want to be in the president's circle. Right. You're not... I, I have to stress, everyone. You're not automatically in charge of the Federation. You're just uh, donors. What do you mean? 
He'll listen. Sorry, sir. I thought we uh, talked to you a couple weeks ago. I'm in the president. No, well, you're in. Yeah, because you're not a. Well, here's the deal. You're allowed to come in here. I gave seventeen dollars. Yes, that's seventeen oh one. Very good, sir. Yeah, that's a reference. Okay. Yeah, no, I know, sir. It's uh, but you're not actually president. You are just uh, one of the many people who financially supported the president and uh, thusly are allowed to hang out in here with these better doors i'm firing why don't you come cabinet. come on out here it's uh, the come on yeah what yeah huh? this is the admiral's club oh these snacks aren't as good as in the yeah i know circle. follow me this way uh-huh yeah oh yeah now we're still in the room obviously uh, these doors are free fall floating and uh you know i'm just gonna just i'm gonna go in here you stay in there well, i'll be trapped in here forever uh, Andy, we might have to do this whole episode from inside the president's circle. Oh wow! Yeah, this I, is really it's that unique. guy's out there again. <laughs> lucky he doesn't know how to walk through the that automatically guy, opening well, doors. Well, you know, he's one of these weird alien types who uh, don't trigger sensors or can stop beaming just by thinking hard. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> Just like the super, the uh, super soldier in this episode. So stupid. I enjoyed it. Oh boy. Um, all right. This. Uh, oh no, I'm jumping ahead. This is that's totally dumb. Um, no, no, we could just start the episode. <laughs> we could We'd probably save people a lot of uh, a lot of trouble, but also we'd be disappointing certain people. Yeah, so but why don't we open up the hill? The part? masses, everybody. Oh boy. Captain, we are being hailed. Okay. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of um, vo- voice hails this week, and uh, the first one, sorry, takes uh, takes me a longer time to do to cue these up. Uh, the first one uh, is uh, right here. <laughs> I'm so much worse at vamping than you are. Here you go. Oh, Andy keeps hitting the wrong button. Uh, greetings, everyone. This is Admiral Schultz. This message was left on May 7th, 2018, and on this day in Star Trek Next Conversation history, The Middle by Zed Marin, Morrison Gray was number one on the Pop Top 40. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War continued to break records in its second week at the box office. Still haven't John Sanford's Twisted what? Prey was number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Star Trek Discovery Season 2 production was well underway. Paramount announced plans for two additional Star Trek films. It is 68 degrees and mostly cloudy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And this joke will go from meta-satire to lame and dead on arrival if I don't disengage. So I'm just going to leave the hail bag through the wrong doors. Catch you all next week. Same Trek time, same Trek cast. That was a great voicemail. That was a great voicemail. Um, Sorry, hail. Voice hail. Um, Here's another... Let me just make sure I get the right one. Is this it? Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. Here it is. Hey, this is Nick from Massachusetts. And I just wanted to say I'm a little drunk. So <laughs> best. But I just want to say, as part of the Star Trek The Next Conversation community, as I am now, I just wanted to say, I think you guys need to hear that you guys are such a welcome addition to our weeks. We look forward to it every Monday. I know I do. To hear from you guys and to hear your 
critiques. What I enjoy about this is Beverly Crusher it's very much the vibe of a drunk friend at a party who's drunk too much. We just like look forward hugging to hugging you. Okay. Okay. And thank you. Thank you from all of us fans. I know I speak for all of us when we say thank you. And we can't wait to hear you again. <laughs> that was Nick from your from your native oh, land. Oh, that was delightful. Um, this is a uh, a written uh, mail. If you have uh, if you want to either donate something to us or uh, that's sttnc uh, at gmail dot com through PayPal um, or Joe uh, Fermanic wrote us at the same email. Um, if you have a voice hail, uh, not a voice hail, a regular hail. Hey, Andy and Matt, uh, the appearance of Mark Lawrence in The Vengeance Factor is a great opportunity to present a 007 Trek theory. Yes, Mr. Lawrence appears in Diamonds Are Forever and Golden Gun as a uh, Vegas mobster, but he's also in the DS9 episode Bada Bing as a Vegas mobster. He plays the main mobster in charge of Vic Fontaine's Fontaine's Casino. This leads to my theory that the entire James Bond universe takes place in Quark's Hollow Suites, with the computer reusing characters like the Vegas mobster for different scenarios to save space. Interesting. I like to think that in Quark's Hollow Suites, uh, you could live out any James Bond movie you'd like to. That's a, a I don't, valid. I mean, you totally could. Uh, sure. It's part of the beauty of the Hollow Suite. What if you? Here's an interesting question: If you were on the Enterprise, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, and where, you had you all think, of the you, James. Where do you think we're doing this podcast? All from? no, I know. All of this. So if you are as you are on in uh, in the President <laughs> Circle on the Enterprise, uh-huh. um, would you hang out more on the Enterprise, or would you spend more time in the holodeck? playing out Bond scenarios. Oh, I'd spend more time in the holodeck recreating the bridge of the Enterprise, a place where I surely would not be allowed to go. (laughs) I see. (laughs) So you just pretend you were of a higher rank. Hey, it's time for Captain Matt. (laughs) No, Data, that's dumb. Yes, Worf, whatever you want. (laughs) You are the best, Matt. (laughs) Thank you, Worf. (laughs) I appreciate you agreeing with all of my thoughts and suggestions. Well, Worf, I need a a true... uh, warrior uh at my side here not not one of these uh androids programmed not to kill you know what i mean they do uh okay here's the last voicemail hey guys uh two thoughts on the vengeance factor uh is una a highlander like she lived like that long and everything like so was she like trying to like like in highlander like she like oh, the wait, dude's I'm, find a new- I'm playing the wrong one well, that's an interesting thought. Is she a Highlander? Is she immortal? <laughs> Does she have inside her blood of kings? And is she? She also she she has the same stance of there can be only one, which may be. I mean, the there are clans, out. right? You know, she's trying to kill everybody. There are clans, right? So perhaps maybe she's not a McCloud, but that's she smart. could very well be, you know, one of these other clans. As we all learned from the Highlander TV series, there's a lot more clans around than we thought. Wait a minute, you <laughs> will not watch. Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> but you watched the Highlander TV series as a kid. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Hey, what are you gonna do? You know, you can't go back. I can't go back and change what I wasted time on as a child. Yeah, but what about Babylon Five? Or somebody also wrote in and said they enjoyed Andromeda. Um, in, in addition to the other ones that are. No, I'm good. Know. Thank you. All right. Anyway, this was the one I meant to play. It's regarding the defector from last week. Hey guys, Boyd from Houston talking about the defector. Um, 
just want to kind of add a little thoughts on this. It's a Cold War. Like, that says the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's right. a Cold War. So Kamalak is wanting to lure the Enterprise into the neutral zone because they will be seen as the aggressors. They violated the treaty. Right. Uh, and so hopefully if the war does happen, I mean, if not, it, does, if it doesn't happen, then they at least get to take a look at the Enterprise. And this part was mm. what I think we said, okay. and I All thought right. it was it was legit. We didn't but say I, that part, that I, he at least gets to take a look at the Enterprise. Oh, right. That's the part that's new. But I think the idea of them being the aggressor, I think we addressed. Yeah. But I was questioning it because I was like, well, how come uh, if they outgun them, who cares if they're the aggressor? They should just take over. And I thought this part was really uh, interesting, uh, re- that they were trying to get hold of the Enterprise. They'll be able to take a look at the Enterprise and get some Romulan engineers on there because there's going to be some negotiations between the Romulan Star Empire and the Federation to get the Enterprise back. I mean, we did the same thing with the Russians when our U-2 U two planes got crashed in the Soviet Union. They paraded Gary Powers all through Moscow, the pilot, the whole time, the Soviet military is dissecting the U-2 spy plane, getting all that information. I mean, they didn't start a war, but it got like an edge. That's what they're looking for, I think, an edge. Um, you know, if the Federation is seen as the aggressor, then maybe the Cardassians and even the Klingon Empire doesn't come in on that war. Then you have the Romulan Empire being, like, seen as the victims. Maybe they get some allies. Then maybe the war, if it does come, you know, it's more equal footing. You know, anyway, that's my uh, international or... Uh, <laughs> intergalactic uh, diplomacy education oh, thrown out it was there. So, you're so Enjoying good the until podcast. then, Boyd. Glad you guys are back. Glad well, season three. Live long and prosper. I think that's a very uh, interesting angle. To I take. think it is interesting. However, it's not intergalactic. It's the same galaxy. Oh, wow. Another, another, we're not, we're another not, stumble we're by not, the end. We're not jumping galaxies here. Good we're just, point, though, We're Boyd. just hopping quadrants. Uh, I really, uh, I really appreciated that, uh, that thoughtfulness in answer to mostly uh, my question. Um, and then we had a couple of prime correctives. <laughs> the beginning of the show never ends. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's a prime corrective. Who's bad and you got it wrong? This shouldn't even be called that. The 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 end part, Matt and Andy got it wrong. Is it should just probably be Matt got it wrong because Andy doesn't know anything. That's true. Andy got it. As expected, Andy know, Andy knows just as little as we expected him to. <laughs> just the way this song should awkwardly go. Anyway, this was about. Um, uh, well, it'll, it'll explain itself. Hey, Matt. Hey, Andy. Uh, love the show. First time calling in. Uh, so long pause. In regards to transporting, uh, what's your name, Yuka, uh, out of the situation. I don't think that would work. Uh, if you remember in, uh, in past episodes, it Positive. shows... I think we were... This is regarding the uh, the previous week's episode. Yes. Not the, not the, not the defector, defector, but vengeance the, uh, factor. the vengeance factor. And it's when the girl... I think one of... one of, And perhaps you, your theory was, why not just... Why not just beam her, her out of... Right. Yeah. And so he's responding to that. Yeah, into the, into the fucking jail. Right, yeah. That uh, break... For uh, civilians that don't have the badge, uh, they can't always get a specific uh, transporter lock. Hmm. Uh, you remember that uh, episode when they were on the not Vulcan planet? Um, you know, they kind of had to have Troy on the ground, kind of picking and choosing and telling them, you know, who exactly to yeah, beam out. They yeah, couldn't yeah. just go. So uh, that was my only thought. Uh, show's great. Keep it up. And uh, yeah. 
That's okay. It. All right. I, I, I like that you're coming at it with a standard defense. That would seem more like my redefense of that is so essentially what you're left with is one, two, three, four, four people that aren't Riker and Picard. So you should be beam all four of them. Oh, smart! Onto the ship, each one to a different transporter room. Yeah, you can hold them all in stasis, then split them up into different, uh, or just hold them in stasis, or just throw them beam. They have more brigs. Like beam. All right, so everyone's going to a brig until I figure out who's who. But is the issue? Could they lock on? I guess they. they yes, must they be can able lock, to lock on. on. They have sensor scan. If if they can beam Riker down there, then they can beam someone up. Well, I think his argument is that they, he has the combat. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is beam four, four life forms aboard into different bricks. So is what he's saying, even if it was said in an episode, what he's saying possibly is, untrue? No, no. He's saying accurate that you cannot – if you can't distinguish. So let's just say, as canon now, so far in the show – uh-huh. They can't distinguish if they're not wearing a combat badge which life form is which. I see. Is what he's saying. That's the issue. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that goes away. But uh-huh. right now, as it is, okay. So my solution: beam everybody that's in that room. That's standard defense. He did it. Standard defense of a defense. Yeah, it was impressive. We get off defense. And uh, with that, Matt. Well. We're done with the I can't believe it. Is there another segment I'm forgetting? Uh, Hailing frequencies close is what he's trying to find right now. There it is. Hailing frequencies close, sir. Great job. I don't know that I would agree with that. Oh, no. That was hailing frequencies open. That's more of a now hear moment. this. We have finished the boring part of the episode. We are now moving into the part that most people want to hear. <laughs> now hear this. You jot down the time, pal. The time is zero zero twenty seven hundred hours. Not the worst. <laughs> is that the way? Is that the way I should be looking at this podcast? Not the worst. That wasn't quite as painful as we usually are. Oh boy! <laughs> well, it's uh, it's good that we're going to start. Uh, it's time to talk, Andy, about uh, an episode of Star Trek that we seem to disagree on, but we're going to find out more about uh, our feelings about it. It's the Hunted, um, which aired the week of January eighth, nineteen ninety. So, Andy, what happened that week, January 8th, 1990? The number one song was what? The number one song was, <laughs> you started it and then asked me? <laughs> so you well, can kill like, time looking for it? It's Well, you know, I'm going to, I have to splice these together anyway because I just peed. Right. You know what? People love this part of the show. <laughs> sure. Let's leave it in. It's Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. Oh, I love that song. And we while about this he's yesterday. looking, I'm just going to say my friend, uh, Christine Boylan, a uh, successful and uh, accomplished television writer. Um, also, I'm, I'm slipping this in about, it's like a voice hail, except it was a text. Um, <laughs> this will be scored to Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins, Christine. Um, she is a... Uh, She's a Shakespeare nerd, and she took me took us to task for missing some of the thematic elements of uh, Henry V uh, last week. That uh, that 
that uh, she said the point of uh, of Picard being in the scenes, like both the character in Henry V and directing it, was that... Oh, the king is in disguise. Yes. He gets to critique himself is essentially the point, because he says later in the ep, and I'm paraphrasing, the captain can't walk around disguised the way King Henry can. Mm. So, it was a... The valid point she made. Oh, that makes sense. Good job, Christine. All right. Uh, Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins and Hangin' Tough by New Kids on the Block maintain their dominance in the U.S. and U.K. respectively. Guess we could have switched to Hangin' Tough. The Tempting of America by Robert H. Bork was a bestseller. Um, And after being eclipsed by Holiday Fair, Born on the Fourth of July finally broke through to claim the box office lead. The Leaning Tower Pizza was pizza. Pizza was closed due to pizza. 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 I'm not. I don't. Oh, I guess you're not Italian either. You're. I'm a quarter. You're quarter Italian? Yeah, I'm Italian, Portuguese, and Cuban. Oh, I didn't know that. It's quite a mix. No wonder we're constantly arguing. It's a sultry mix. It's a Jew in every arguing (laughs) uh, version of person that you can have. Um, the, the, the Jews and the Italians. Quite the arguers. Um, leaning uh, terror. And I have, I have some uh, Italian in me, too, distantly. Um, oh, my God. I'm what so is he sorry. doing? What happened to the leaning happening. tower? It was closed. Thank God. Due to safety concerns. Okay, good. It would reopen 12 years later. That is fascinating. <laughs> That's a bummer. Um... The 1990 primetime slate was in full swing with episodes of uh, new episodes of MacGyver, Major Dad, 21 Jump Street, Alf, uh, Calvin's MacGyver, MacGyver's coming back, CBS. Isn't it already back? I know, but it'll be back for another season. Um, Calvin's transmogrifier was turned on its side to become a duplicator in the January 8th strip of Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> and then it says parentheses, Slow News Day. This is from Matthew Kirk. Oh, I miss Slow News Day. And Time Magazine's cover, Peter with Tanks in Bucharest. When, when Tyrants Fall, Romania. Um, that's it. Cool. Let me fade out Phil here. Fade him up. And then out. Good job. That's some skill right there. Oh, guys, it's great. Larry Nemechek has some things to say about this episode, and I will tell you what they are as soon as I open this. Here we go. Directed by Cliff Bull and written by Robin Bernheim. This episode uh, has the Enterprise relaying reports back uh, to back up Ag... Sorry, Angosia. Yeah, that's right. right. Angosia 3's application to join the Federation when it stumbles across an ugly skeleton in the planet's closet. The treatment of its war veterans. A tenaciously cunning escapee from a lunar prison colony turns out to be Roga Danar. So spacey. <laughs> One of the top uh, soldiers of the victorious planet of the Tarzan? Tarzan? I feel like it was Tarjan, but he has written Tarjan, and I'll trust Larry. Uh, the Tarjan War, now branded a murderer by the Angosians. He turns out to be a patriot who was turned into a killing machine by his government through biochemical and mind control. Warned to shy away from this internal affair, Picard learns from Prime Minister Nayrock 
that the person ha- was constructed as a sorry the prison was constructed as a colony for those super soldiers who could not readapt to peaceful uh, civilian life. Picard's hands are tied, and he is about to hand Dinar over to the Angosians when the soldier escapes from a transporter beam, beginning a chase that ends with a commandeered uh, police vessel. From there, Dinar attacks the prison, setting free fellow. Uh, oh my god. I've moved my pages all over the place. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm not the only one who screws up. Everybody screws up. Setting his fellow veterans free, and they march on the Nairoc uh, capital uh, to demand better treatment. Held at gunpoint, the dour Nairoc now asks for help, but is shocked when Picard beams up, agreeing that the debate is an internal matter. If Nairoc's rule survives, Picard says, uh, Angosia will be welcomed, will be a welcome addition to the United Federation of Planets. Yeah, we got there. It's a lot of stuff. We got there. Could have just said super soldier. Yeah, I should have just done that. Larry, I know you got to describe the plot in detail for your book, but just give me a logline, bro. Sounded like Larry was just trying to trying to burn some pages there. Well, I mean, he could have burned pages by mentioning Troy and Data going to see him. And That's true. That, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Is there... Oh, there you go. Captain's log, stardate 43489.2. We have arrived at Angosia 3, a planet that has expressed a strong desire for membership in the Federation. Prime Minister Nayrock has taken Commander Riker and me on a tour of the capital city. Uh, you know, it looks like a lovely place to be. Uh, I would describe it as... I love the painting. It was really satisfying. <laughs> I would describe it as like a... Uh, hotel built in miami in 1988 <laughs> that's not fair it's beautiful it kind of reminded me a little well, bit of uh, new earth in uh, in buck rogers oh i see in your report captain it's a trip uh the person you're hearing of course is zephram cochran himself that's uh james cromwell good old jimmy croms la confidential um first contact i mean i think he's most famous for babe Babe. Babe is also another big one. Um, and I believe he was in one other... Oh, he's in... He's in a ton of He's Star in a Trek ton of Star stuff. Trek, yeah. actually. There are people that you were able to recover so... You'll see rapidly. him in, a, in, in heavy makeup uh, later on, uh, giving Worf some information. Uh, and by later on, I mean like season seven or six. One of those two. In the yeah. Tarjan War. It is indeed. We are not warriors. We believe reason should settle disputes. But not every culture agrees with our position. An unfortunate reality. The development of the mind, the cultivation of the intellect. These are the pursuits to which the Angosians have dedicated themselves for centuries. Prime Minister, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have a problem. I mean, if you see your Prime Minister talking to these Federation delegates, wouldn't you pop up and say... Uh, Prime Minister, may I speak with you for a moment? Sure. Instead of, we have a problem. <laughs> that is definitely, that's a hysterical second in command right there. Excuse me, gentlemen. Yes, what is it? There's a lot of clicking and yes, clacking. Yes, what is it? Yes, what is it? Well, that's what happens in Miami hotels. You know, <laughs> that's true. With a marble floor. Can you imagine the smell of the air conditioning? I there? think this is like weird. That they then go like, hey, uh, Captain Picard, can you like help us out? 
that they turn to him. Yeah, as as a as a, a planet that wants to be part of the yeah, uh, Federation. Like, Can you your, go and solve our problem like, for us? Yeah, but it's also like clean up your shit. Like, don't you know? Don't have the potential home buyer uh, try to fix the foundation <laughs> of the house. You know what I mean? It's like get that fixed. On the, on the DL. Oh, isn't it standard uh, fare for uh, someone selling a house to go, yeah, everything's fine. Just uh, there might yeah. be some stuff for you to take uh, care of. I suppose. But you're not going to go, before you buy this house, you want to help me fix the foundation? <laughs> that is true. I was thinking of building a shed. <laughs> it's like crazy to me. Yeah. With your permission. Mr. Data, a stolen transport vessel has departed from Lunar 5. We picked it up in the sensors. Yes, Commander. Good. Detain the vessel and quarantine the pilot. Is he armed? Yes, an extremely dangerous, Commander. Luna 5 is the maximum security facility. Did you read that data? Yes, sir. We will use extreme caution. Keep us informed. Riker out. On screen, sir. I like that. Worf has to call him sir. (laughs) Data? Yeah. Uh, normally I'd be like you'd say commander but you know I guess since those two are on the planet he is he is in charge sure he's third in command yep that's the fun of data specifications on the vessel Mr. Worf no warp drive minimal weaponry yes Andy um um, uh, books must have dug into Data's past life prior to this, right? And on like other ships and rising to the level. I mean, you'll get you'll get that you'll get all you know as much backstory as you probably need from him in the in TNG. This, yeah, throughout. Oh, the show. great! Yeah. Awesome. Oh, man, why do you keep asking these things? It's always I'm just always Heading thinking. Oh, story wise, they could really one. dig into this, and often they don't dig into it. Yeah, I mean, listen, we have it's the beginning of season three here, so they're just getting their footing. Yeah, sure. Nine Mark two five zero, sir. Not much Wesley action. That's the speed increasing to 0.02 impulse. He's seen this data. Anyway, it, uh, so we skipping over this. I love this stuff. I love that the that. Uh, Danar, is that his name? Uh, is just so clever, and that he's this—he's like this TNG Jason Bourne, um, who's been programmed to just be a super soldier, and he makes really smart, strategic moves. It's constant misdirection, superior technological force, and yet he keeps outsmarting them. I love it. Rest of his ship. Scan the drive section for life form readings. None. Bring us around to the back side of the asteroid, Mr. Crusher. Sensors indicate wreckage on the asteroid's surface data. No life signs. Apparently, he did not survive. Data? The drive section? Where'd it go? There's no sign of it on its previous heading. Someone must be at the helm. Status report, Mr. Data. I'm afraid the prisoner has eluded us, sir. Eluded the Enterprise? It can't be. Do you think that he's like, right now he's like, I mean, obviously, if I was there. (laughs) 
eluded the Enterprise? It must be said, without Captain Picard. <laughs> or Commander Riker. Uh, uh, he starts elbowing him. Uh-huh. Uh, no, you're right, you're right. Should we get up there? <laughs> Show him how it's done? I guess they kind of do. Uh, Mr. O'Brien, two to beam up, but we'll be high-fiving. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and I like that once they get on, I guess you're going to get to it, once they get on the ship, I think it's really, I think the cat and mouse in this episode is really smartly handled, and they have the Enterprise crew really, really, like, think it through really carefully, and just, like, when they find the, the traces and and discover where the, that part of the shuttle is, uh, it's like, oh, that makes sense that they'd be able to piece it together that way and it makes sense that he would have depended on not having cloaking technology to hide that way it just is really smart in my opinion precisely scanners indicated no life forms present in the drive section i cannot explain how he escaped incoming message from the ngozian prime minister on screen captain we've identified his name is roger danar his criminal record is too long to go into, but I must caution you that he is given to bouts of uncontrollable violence. Also, he's a decorated hero. I appreciate your warning, Prime Minister. We will keep you informed of our progress. That'll do, pig. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Prime Minister out. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. This episode. Hi, sir. Oh, I suppose you want to. Been sweeping the area constantly, Commander. There's nothing within sensor range. Cloaking device, sir. The Angosians have no cloaking technology, unless he's borrowing one. Not at ADR, there. If he's hanging over the planet's pole, the magnetic field would confuse our sensors. Commander, I believe I can recalibrate our sensors to read through the electromagnetic interference over the poles. Let's try it, Mr. Crusher. Realize for polar orbit. Also, Data, why not Hi, keep sir. them like that so we can have this other ability of sensing? Wait, what did he? Why did he give it to Crusher? Data just said that he could do it. No, he said, "Mr. Crusher, bring us." Oh, bring us, bring us to I the see, pole. Gotcha. Very good. I misunderstood. There he is, Commander. You were correct. My apologies, TNG. This guy knows all the tricks, doesn't he? Still no life form readings coming from the vessel. Could it be the magnetic interference, Data? I have compensated. Still no reading. We'll have an answer shortly. Lock on a tractor beam, Mr. LaForge. Tractor beam locking on, sir. He's coming about, sir. He's out of his mind. Sensors detect a massive power buildup in his aft thrusters. Oh, main viewer. <laughs> I love this. How can you not love this? This this part of the show is fine. I think run. it's good. Shields have been automatically activated. Tractor beam disengaged. He bounced off the shields. That's an interesting twist. Mr. Crusher, fix coordinates onto that vessel. We'll just beam the whole thing into a shuttle bay if we have to. I do not believe that will be necessary, Captain. He is no longer in the drive section. What? I anticipated that diversionary tactic based on his pattern to date. We are picking up a cylindrical object, approximately seven meters in length and three meters in diameter. So he's just assuming that he's not in the drive section because he can't scan for this person. Right, that is true. So he's he's, he was assumption. just looking for something human-sized. Right. 
that could have left that ship. Yeah. But you're right that it is a it is a non-data moment for him to. I mean, obviously, mathematically, you can assume that he's in the uh, the pod, but just the same, it's weird for data not to frame it with such surety. Yeah. Shuttle anything large enough to be a humanoid adult. Aye, sir. Security team, report to transporter room four. On our way, sir. We're holding the contents in stasis pending the arrival of security. An illicit weapon has been detected in the transporter beam, sir. It's been rendered inoperable. Worf, let's greet our guest. Bring him in, Mr. O'Brien. <laughs> These guys. They're, they could not, these security guards could not look less capable this of being guy security on the, guards. This guy on the far left looks like uh, Pino Palladino, great bass player. Uh, <laughs> clearly, uh, you know, this guy is just a weird French guy. And then uh, this guy over here. These guys uh, look very much like what we would look, what me and Matt would look like if we were security guards on oh, the Enterprise. Right. They're in much better shape than both of us. Well, fair. Uh, but, uh, but they're definitely weird looking bros. I also feel like they just didn't bother putting makeup on either of them yeah anyway let's continue this madness these are the red shirts of the of tng yeah except they're yellow just stay where you are security transporter room four just stay where you are more security more security Here's what I don't understand, right? Instead of saying more security, more security, yeah. Chief O'Brien, relock the fucking beam on him and keep him in stasis. Yeah. That's all you got to do, Chief. That's a really good point. That's not a good point. It's a great point. It's an okay point. And if, like, you know, you need coordinates, you're looking right at him, Chief O'Brien. You can figure out where this guy is. Yeah. He's you're the only guy in there. Salt. He's the only guy in there not wearing a com badge. How about that? <laughs> All How right. about that, Chief O'Brien? Okay, I don't have to be a dick. To I him. just want to solve this episode before it starts because I, every point, the point why I don't like this episode as much as Andy enjoys this episode is that there's 950 reasons. Let me throw out or a, points in this story. Let where me throw it out a counter Matt, Matt standard defense for you. I what love, if, by the way, that this uh, the stunt double here is clearly not the main guy. Like the security guys are. are you sure that that not the oh, oh security the guys guy. are stunt doubles, right? And that's why they're acting so weird. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely not the main, the right guy. The um, uh, what if it's hard to get a lock on him because he doesn't, he's not scannable. Even if you see him, I trust Chief O'Brien. Uh-huh. Don't you? Well, I don't know. I don't know how transporters work. I do. You can just eyeball it. That seems wrong. He can eyeball it. It's Chief O'Brien seems do whatever the fuck he wants. Seems weird. He's like, look, he's going to just beam up a, 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 a two-meter object in the room that isn't wearing a combat. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, the three people in there, yeah. he knows who they are and where they are. Right. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you beam him into stasis and uh-huh. have a great time. Or you put him, you beam him to sickbay in a medical force field coma, which we've seen. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Oh, have we done that? Yeah, in the episode with the... Uh, where Pulaski has to beam these people, these uh, young youngsters up. Remember the young kid that uh, had uh-huh. the disease? Yeah. They anyway. beamed him up intentionally putting them into in a medical coma? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarantine. Right. That one guy got thrown. Now O'Brien's on him. O'Brien is not going to be man enough to handle this. Also, I love, by the way, that Chief O'Brien takes a nasty uh, phaser shot to the shoulder. Yeah. 
O'Brien not quick on the draw. He does kind of a Craw McGraw move on him there. This guy's unstoppable. Chief O'Brien really should have taken that phaser opposite. Yeah. Look at Warp. Saving Warp saving duck. That's impressive. Okay, so anyway, this guy evades uh, everybody. He causes havoc. Five security people are, are busted up, and then uh, he, he's put in the brig, and uh, Troy senses something. <laughs> so she wanders into the brig. Yeah. Ship. You're on board the USS Enterprise. A war vessel? A Federation starship. Federation. We were orbiting Angosia when you escaped from Luna 5. Well, it seems that I am the victim of my own bad timing. What does that mean? It means he shouldn't have escaped while the Red Enterprise was in orbit. Oh, I see, I see. He didn't know that they were there. What else do you want to know, Andy? No, nothing. <laughs> okay. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious question answered. So you know, she just she finds out that he's like a, he's just not your traditional about this prisoner. One. My mother abandoned me when I was a little boy. This is kind of like the Joker telling the all the lies to Batman and mm-hmm. the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Or, Isn't that what you do, counselor? Isn't that what all of you mind control experts do? I am not a mind control expert. I have no powers of any kind. Because I sensed you were in pain. And what do you sense now? Pain is gone. (laughs) I sense nothing. It's interesting, isn't it? There's a duality about the man. It's hard to describe. He's aware of his crimes. In fact, they trouble him deeply. Counselor. He's intelligent, thoughtful, typically Angosian. I, I really like Picard here. That he's annoyed. I know yeah. what he's done. But when I'm with him, I cannot believe that he is randomly and deliberately violent. In fact, inherently, he has a non-violent personality. Counselor, it took five men to restrain him. And he took about half the transporter room in the process. I'm not opening the door for him, Captain. I can only tell you that I sense something very unusual about him. Something that is not inherent to a criminal personality. In a few hours, I'll be turning him over to the Angosians, and I'll be happy to do it. Sure, he has no powers. I understand. She's just humoring. He's just humoring her. Uh, so then they look to see if uh, he has uh, some sort of uh, record, a prison record. He doesn't have a prisoner record. Troy goes back to see him. Bothering to try, counselor. Because I want to help if I can. Unlock the door. You are a non-violent man, yet you committed acts of excessive violence. You can learn to do it if you have to. Did you have to? It was war. So it's... Okay. What he didn't realize was that by doing so, he would have to give up that way of life. 
forever. He's not the same man who left home to go to war. He's been through intense psychological manipulation and biochemical modifications. At Troy's request, I examined him. His cell structure has been significantly altered. They used a combination of cryptobile and triclinidyl macrospendol and a few things I can't even recognize. Was he a prisoner She made up all those words. <laughs> His own government. He's been programmed to be the perfect soldier. He can be absolutely soldier. normal, but when a danger is perceived, the programming clicks in and takes over. Memory, strength, intelligence, reflexes, all become enhanced. He's conditioned to survive at any cost. One of the new substances in his cellular structure even shields electrical impulses. Perhaps that would explain why our sensors did not detect him. That's pretty cool. That's right. Why was Wolverine. he assigned to the Luna 5 facility? Wait, what? Wolverine, uh, I believe his thoughts can't be read. Oh, he threw the adamantium. Yeah, yeah. His skull. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's How is that like Wolverine? Well, this guy can't... That's why they can't scan him. They can't kind of... Uh, telepaths can't... Uh, or psychics can't. Very loose. I'll allow it. All right. <laughs> he committed no crime. He says he was ordered there with others like him. Okay, so then Data takes a visit over here. Everyone's visiting this guy. Right. This episode, for me... You don't find those scenes... Doesn't need to exist. You don't see, find those scenes interesting, though? They're digging into this guy. He's well, his ultimate know, I, killing I, I machine, like but he's acting idea. like a normal I like, person. I like the concept. I like the concept of, of PTSD. And I like the, them dealing with this on Star Trek a bit. But I just don't know if this was the best story in which to do it. I like that they're, it's about Nam, Vietnam vets or, or general soldiers coming back stateside and then not having a place. I think the the layout of the of the perspective of the James Cromwell people, the Angosians, is uh, is really subtle because they're not outright monsters. They're just people that don't want to deal with these people, and that inherently is immoral. Because as Picard says at the end, they're all their brothers and such. Yeah, I like. The- and then in the meantime, you got this awesome cat and mouse that I thought is, generally speaking, very few stumbles. In terms of him escaping uh, and doing everything it on the happened, ship. It happened twice. Like, the same thing. It was the same scene twice. Yeah, but you go through all the stuff, and then and then it's... The first one is him uh, trying to get away in the ship. And then yeah. the second one is him in the bowels of the Enterprise itself. And they should be able to stop him and predict what he's going to do, and they can't. I love it. Hmm... It's like Jason Bourne on the Enterprise. Yeah, I know, but I just don't like when it's like... It feels like false stakes to me. Like, it feels like... um, How do I describe it? It's like... Trumped up sort of reasons why we can't... Why the story has to continue. Like, oh, we can't scan him because of this thing that I figured out. Well, now now Crusher has his bio pattern. Right. Now we know what we're looking for. A collection of cells that have been enhanced with blah 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 blah. So data, figure out a way to look at that. Okay. I don't dispute that there's definitely some sci-fi gobbledygook to to ensure that that he well, has a chance to get a away. It's a double-edged sword. Here's the problem with sci-fi gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. I, I think in general, it's like you establish a world where such and such is possible, yeah. and then you have to establish another world where that's not possible because it has to suit the story. So they always do these things in Star Trek where it's like I. 
the transporter can't beam through shields. Okay, but if they have a story where they need the transporter to work through shields, they'll write it. Right. And they'll come up with some cockamamie reason as to well, why the transporter is. can work through these shields. Right. So, you know, it's that's that's I think of all of I think of all of Star Trek, my biggest that's my biggest gripe. I don't dispute is the inconsistency of the technology. That's definitely which I totally get. As a writer, I get it. Sometimes you don't want the world that you're writing in to work in a certain way because the story will be better told this way. Uh huh. Um, and then the and only requirement is that they address it, which the, that yeah. they don't even always do. Right, but. and that's all I want from them. I just want to address it. But then you're just then. But, they but do then you're telling it. a story. Then you're telling a story where it's like. You're you're doing so much techno babble that no one but me is watching it. But they just explained. They just explained that, but they don't explain to me why they can't now. Now that they have that ident, now they they have that bio scan, and now they have whatever. Why can't they now track it? Well, like you know, I don't. you know why you can't track something. Then you should then be able to figure out how to track it. Well, they should have prepared, knowing how dangerous he was, some other way to track him. So that uh, I agree like with. Like if, if 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 Data said to me something like it works, like if Data says to me, like I'm the only one in the room, I'm watching it on television. Uh, if Data says <laughs> some sort of line of like. Um, you know, they, she explains that it, the cells are coded with some sort of whatever, and then data will go, uh, which was why we couldn't scan it. Uh, think of it along the lines of a Romulan cloaking device, but for our scanners. Great. Done. That, that's the only line I need. Uh-huh. But they don't get that line. I don't know. I feel like it's implied. Me. You're implied. With the, the thing you just played, but whatevs. It's still a prison. Unfortunately, a few agitators like Dana forced us to add security. My medical team suggests that there may be alternative treatment. Captain, I assure you that every alternative has been explored. And this discussion is now treading upon matters of internal security. This is not your concern. I have dispatched a ship to rendezvous with you to transport the prisoner back to Luna 5. On behalf of Van Gosha, I thank the Federation for its assistance in retrieving our citizens. This is pretty sweet that Picard uses that statement against mm-hmm, him at the end. Mm-hmm. Matter of internal security. The age-old cry of the oppressor. Pretty apropos, huh? Were you built for mm-hmm. combat, Android? No. But my program does include military strategy. That is how I was able to anticipate your final tactic and capture you. You did that. Perhaps you would be better at combat than you think. Except that I am not programmed to kill. My improved reflexes have allowed me to kill 84 times. And my improved memory lets me remember each of those 84 faces. Wish I had improved memory. Can you understand how that feels? I am incapable of any feeling. Why then I envy you. That wasn't me. We have not entered the president's <laughs> circle. I just want to be clear with everyone. I'm going to tell you, if that's the same sound, you play it like nine times louder. Oh, for the 400 times louder. <laughs> well, I'll try not to. It's Roll very this disturbing. Is Captain Picard. Disagree. Uh, Captain? All right. So Captain Picard goes to see him. Again, we're just dealing with this soldier programmed to do soldiery things and a, a society that will not accept these soldiers back in their lives because they don't know how to deal with the PTSD. Transport. 
Got out. Mr. Wolf, have all security precautions been taken? Release of the force field and activation of the transporter will be virtually simultaneous. There will only be a point one second difference between them. Now, Andy, this part I don't understand. What? What do you mean? What he just? I don't understand what the there's a point one difference between what the dropping of the force field and the beaming. I Over see. The force field oh, they have to like. drop the force field and then he. So, what does he do here? Unclear. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. So unclear. Well, then I agree with you. He wills it. Yeah. He wills the transporter not to work. He just somehow breaks free of it, and it's really and weird. I, I, what I was kind of hoping they would do, I guess they, I guess the shield is all around the room, huh? Because I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, maybe once he starts transporting, he would run into the shield and then distort it somehow. But that's not what he does. He just pushes his way out of it, which is insanity. He just, like, <laughs> thinks about it real hard. Yeah. Like, it's like when, um, you know, they're in the in the Broadway production of Peter Pan when they're trying to get uh, Tinkerbell back. <laughs> Everyone clap and break out of the transporter beam. Um, the other thing what is a reference. there's a giant explosion. Yeah. And then, and then everyone is certain that he is somewhere else on the ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wouldn't they at least have accepted the possibility that he exploded? <laughs> I don't understand. He exploded and then went somewhere else, but well, he wasn't totally transported. Well, what's totally unclear is this transporter situation, like, here. With this explosion, is this the explosion you're talking about? Is it the explosion when he's in the brig? Y- yes. When he, when causes, he breaks out. When he causes the Dory, explosion. When he causes the explosion of uh, of no of the transporter not working? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Which is, it, which is what? I mean, it's like, what is it an explosion of? Yeah. Is it like his him fighting off the transporter beam so hard that it creates an explosion? It's super unclear. It's so weird. Yeah. It's the worst thing that's ever been on, on Star Trek. I don't know if I agree with that. It's, totally, <laughs> We've it's seen not. Some pretty it's terrible not, things. It's not. I'm sorry, but it's not. It's just, it's just a little silly. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. The transporter's working. His atoms are being dematerialized, he's being broken apart. Atom oh by atom. And he's doing Tai Chi. Yeah. Inside the beam. Right. And, like, look at I've paused it right here, Andy. His hand is broken through the beam. Very strange. His hand is now broken through the beam. I'm losing him. Somehow. Uh, now he's broken through the beam with both hands. Yeah. Don't! You'll be killed! All right, now an explosion has happened. It has blinded the security officers that are in there. Right. Including Worf. What the hell? And, you know, I think Chief O'Brien's reaction is valid. Yeah. Because we're, as the audience, I think we all are Chief O'Brien. What the hell just happened? I agree. And by the way, I'm looking in the script... Yeah. And uh, there is no ex. I was thinking, oh, they must have cut a scene or something where they're explained like he broke out of it by blah 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 blah. There's nothing like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's the kind of thing where, like, if I was in the room, I would be like, no, it we just can't. Says, we can't do this without explaining it. With all his strength, he strains against the beam, trying to break three. And then Troy says, "Roga, don't. You'll be killed." Which has that ever been established? Oh, that if you try real hard not to be beamed out, you'll die? <laughs> yeah. That has never been established, Andy. It's pretty crazy. If, if you feel a transporter beam locking onto you and you try to resist that beam, 
you're gonna die. People don't care about that. I say that he could break oh, his way out of it. Maurice, you're not even supposed to be working here anymore. Look, the important thing is the procedural elements of how he is, uh, how was his training and how he, uh, uh-huh, how he uh-huh. got there and. And uh, was there a drug deal gone wrong? That's you, the question. Do you think he's a menace on the streets and he caused a lot of property damage? And I that's think why they need so. to bring him in? And it's you needed Crockett and Tubbs to get in there and, and stop it. It doesn't matter about the, the sci-fi crap. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You can tell the uh, great cuckoo with a bird of the galaxy I said that. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by, Maurice. Here okay. you go. Just yeah, head out here. Head out here. Yeah. Where are you taking yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, Maurice, I just yeah, let's actually let's just go through here. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, look at this corridor. You can go anywhere you want. What? <laughs> oh, I'm in the Admiral's Club. Well, actually, I just brought you out. Oh, I see. You know what? I'm gonna. I'll, I'm going back in. Okay. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me just head back into the president's uh, circle where we were doing this entire show from. Oh, does this mean I'm a president? No, you're not in here. I left you in the corridor. Oh, my God. Uh, Chief O'Brien, could you lock on to Mr. Hurley and uh, beam him out? Certainly. Here he goes. Oh, God. Oh, Andy, you're not going to believe it, but uh, he just followed me out and then followed me back in. I wasn't even looking behind me, and he was there. Amazing. Well, it's always nice to hear from him. Yeah. But you know what's always nice, too, is people breaking transporter beams and then having to tell the captain about it. Well, I'm. This is, this is a, like, 14 minute scenario here. That moment with no explanation is definitely going to knock a few points off my Andes, but... uh... How did he get out of there? Right? You'd hear that door open. As we know, that's a very loud door. Yeah. Well, there is one... He gets a phaser? There, there is one thing in the script that would it, it doesn't explain any any of the things we're asking, other than Rogan makes a final leap out of the beam and an explosion fills the room when the smoke clears. Oh, there is no smoke in this version. I know that's that would that's that the would thing be better. Although maybe they gone. looked at it and were like, we can't do smoke; it's going to look too ridiculous. Uh huh. It's possible. Whatever the case, that would have at least caught- helped. Be like, oh, he escaped, as opposed to. He fought his way out of a transporter beam and there was an explosion. <laughs> so, anyway. Some non-essential personnel. Ooh, there's a scene in mid too. Don't want to take any hostages. General quarters sounded, sir. Grace, security containment fields immediately on decks 34, 35, and 36. Aye, sir. Data, put the turbolifts back online. If Dana sees they're operating, he may try to use them. As soon as he does, we have it. You know what? Just just somehow uh, trick him into... Why don't you just relabel, right? Yeah. Relabel the holodeck. Uh-huh. Shuttle bay 2 on the door. Oh, smart. And he goes in there, yeah. and you have a holodeck shuttle bay. But how do you get him into the holodeck? You've relabeled it. Shuttle bay 2. <laughs> You're just writing it on the door. <laughs> you just put up a cardboard sign that says sure. shuttle, shuttle bay 2 this way. Sure. You know, and then he goes in there, and it's Shuttle Bay 2. And then he gets in the shuttle and thinks he's escaped. Huh. This one written in crayon (laughs) seems to be where the Shuttle Bay is. (laughs) It's so stupid, he would assume that it wasn't a trick. Right. (laughs) 
I mean, essentially, I gotta skip through a lot of the audio here because it's a lot of uh, high octane tension music. I love uh, him setting the the phasers and to overload and setting little things. He's like, it's basically the same the same strategy that that uh, Data initially saw him, which is he goes for misdirection, and you think that's the problem, and then he's distracted. And I will say, I love that, um, first of all, I like that we sympathize with him. A lot of times you kind of spot what the moral or intellectual flaws in in the, quote, villain's perspective, the the antagonist. And I feel like we're totally on his side. We get he's he's been programmed by society and then they discarded him and he just wants his freedom and to figure out a way out of it. And he doesn't even want to hurt innocence. Um, So we sympathize with him. And then in addition, my only issue was that when Worf is tracking him Mm -hmm. and then they go into the shuttle bay and he's sort of, he's stolen the thing, the um, the little pressure suit that was another false trail. I was like, "Eh, I'd like it if, if Worf, the great warrior that he is, could see through the ruse, but then he does see through the ruse, and he's and he's hiding when Dinar you know, I, I comes out. Liked, I would have liked one close up of Worf. Is it when he appears? Uh, no, with his nostrils flaring. That would have been nice, yeah, because he would smell this guy. Oh, good point. Because he's Matt. a Klingon. That would have been nice. Yeah, he's a hunter, right? And then you get a Klingon versus super soldier fight, which wasn't, a, in fairness, a great. By the fight, way, like Worf, for all his warriordom. It doesn't get really warriory until uh, Deep Space Nine. You've I have to say, this Deep Space Nine Worf could beat the living piss out of uh, TNG Worf. So he does live up to his Klingonness eventually. Yeah. Okay, that's satisfying. That's good to hear. He gets locked in a in a, in a Dominion prison and has don't, to. Hey, 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 hey! No. What? Why can't I just say something that Don't. happens in a season seven episode because of I'll remember. Deep Space Nine? Or they will, even Ugh. if I don't. They have, if they are listening to this, they have seen it. Some people, no, it has been established, no. are going through it as we are going through it. It's TNG, been yes. If they're listening to this, they've listened. Well, what do you they've think? They haven't seasons. watched TNG, but they've watched Deep Space Nine? Crazier things have happened. I watched the Highlander TV series. Can't you just assume? Just I don't give care them a this. little room. Ugh. Fine. Engineering. Engineering, come in. So he killed everyone Jordan, in engineering. Are you okay? Definitely defeated them. I mean, what did he do? Just uh, phaser yeah, stun them? Down. I assume he just went in and, and, and beat them with his fists. <laughs> Danar is extremely adept, sir. I'm not certain which security measure he's attempting to circumvent. Even the android can't keep sir. up with them. Danar has succeeded in restoring power to Shuttle Bay 2. I love that he's showing a false trail where he's going. Mr. Crusher, write a sign that says Shuttle Bay 2 on Holodeck 4 (laughs) and put it on the door. And then I want you to create a bond plot in there. I mean, oh. just there it is. Yawn. Here's the yawn. <laughs> so sorry, everyone. I can't just keep playing this music stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's kind of annoying, but like I want some of the dialogue. But here is some of the dialogue. Jordy. 
Wharf doesn't care about Ensign whatever or Lieutenant whatever on the ground beyond Jordy. Hey, what about me? I'm all right. He does immediately then move. I'm also an Wharf's a caring person. He came out of nowhere. I didn't think anyone could move that fast. Lieutenant, I'm reading an open panel. K-12, J-9, deck 30. Acknowledged. Dana must have climbed up the reactor core and gotten into a Jeffrey's tube. He could be anywhere. We believe he is attempting to reach Shuttle Bay 2. That's 25 decks up from here. Quite a climb, but I wouldn't put it past him. There is a full contingent of security at all shuttle bays. You want my advice? Double it! So it's it's three people, it seems like. That was a full contingent. That was that was some, some good old-fashioned Jordy right there. Sure. Uh, I mean, I want to apply here. Worf then runs runs at them with three people, which I found. Uh, that's not their really. Full, that's their full contingency of security. No, that's not. That's not a safe amount. There should be based like on what they're going for. I mean, I don't know how many security Captain, officers there are. Reading another open access panel. Security team, the Jeffers tube J four, deck fifteen. Like, let's realistically think about this crew complement, right? Okay. So let's say there's there's thirty six decks of the Enterprise. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, there's forty two decks of the Enterprise. Uh-huh. Engineering's on deck thirty six. Um, there's topping a thousand. You got to have uh, you, 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 minimum. You have one. One at least enough for one security person per deck, right? Okay. At minimum. So there's forty. Let's say there's forty. So uh, a crew. I don't know how many is actually because you know that number that more than one. That per thousand, deck, right? I know, but like that thousand people, right? It's on the ship. That's not all Federation crew. That's some crewmen. That's some uh, civilians, right. uh, families, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I don't know how many of that is an actual crew complement. I wonder. How, there must be. Are the security just the soldiers? Like, you know what I mean? No. Are there? There's no quote military, but there must be people with military training on the ship. So is that just security? They're all, they're all in the military. So they're all trained. Yeah, militarily. All right, there you go. So it could be anyone. They could have organized. They should have kind of a militia that they can activate. Oh, reserve security. Yeah. I like it. Like everybody in a science lab, pick up your phasers. Yeah. <laughs> like you're all trained. You're all badasses. That's a phaser going on overload you're hearing right there. Deck 15. A few decks below the shuttle bay. Sir, I find it highly unlikely that Danar would be attempting to reach shuttle bay 2. Explain. In our previous encounter... Danar employed a strategy of misdirection in an attempt to gain his objective. And you believe he's using the same tactic now? He is aware that our sensors are unable to track him, yet he seems to be purposely leaving a trail for us to follow. Where do you think he's headed? I'm afraid his true destination remains a mystery. Well, thanks for nothing, Data? (laughs) Anyway, I like to talk. I also don't like the way you passive-aggressively then turn around back to your fucking station. Uh, yeah, Just yeah. smugly enjoying. So, according to Andy, this and he is correct here. I'm visually confirming a security team is three people. <laughs> All right, so they're going into the cargo bay. Bay two from outside the Enterprise, bypassing the security guards. They find a missing. Uh, a I know they probably supported, but I would have loved to have seen him. Like we can't find him, and then you see him on the on the hull of the Enterprise. That would have been amazing. Airlocks on decks thirty-seven through thirty-nine. Aye, sir. I'll also cover the photon torpedo launches. Danar may attempt to leave the ship that way. 
Warp out. I'm just going to leave the shuttle bay now. You hear that? That's the Admiral's Club door that he's gone into. is never over. Warp to bridge. I have Dinar. Very atypical slow motion explosion shot. So then, you know, Warp gets shoved into a lot of empty containers. I enjoy the idea of the face-off here, but I just wish it was a better fight. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's not a better fight. Uh, he uh, opens up a panel on the cargo bay transporter and then uh, shoves a phaser in there to power it. Which is clever. That's clever, isn't it? I like that. I like those details. I like the detail. The pressure suit is a misdirect. And I like that the crew, the Enterprise crew, is, you know, even though it's mostly Data doing the heavy lifting... Is uh is doing a good job like trying to figure out what he's gonna do step by step and like figuring out his plans. Like I think they're showing a lot of competence. I don't think he's doing the heavy lifting. I think Data is doing it. I think Riker's doing it. I think Worf is doing it. Well, I there think you go. the only person who's not really doing anything here. Wesley. Jean Luc Picard. Jean Luc Picard. Well, Warp to bridge. He's saving it for the end. Danar has escaped. He used a phaser to power the cargo transporter. Coordinates indicate he beamed aboard the Angosian transport ship. Data, can you verify that? Negative, sir. All external sensors still non-functioning. Also, you couldn't verify it because you can't read his fucking life forms. How could you verify it? Doesn't matter if your sensors aren't functioning. You've established that you cannot track this guy's life form anywhere. You were on your own ship, you couldn't track him. And you're telling me that you're asking Data to verify that he beamed to that fucking prison scout ship? It's bullshit. That is a dumb line. That is a dumb premise. I hate this episode this is a theme song for matt because andy has way too many <laughs> i hear you pal sorry i just got a little annoyed at this episode i, I, I understand i just don't like it's again it's it's the episode that has the most of like this i don't whole i don't agree technological that bouncy logical uh, yes there's a lot of that. there's a lot of technological elasticity I agree with that. But it is also like, if you stop to explain all this stuff, then... No one's going to watch but me. As I said earlier, I get it. I totally get it. You know what You know what would have also explained it? But the beauty of the Andes is, I don't actually have to critically establish some sort of like... Uh, I'm not valuing these things on a critical sort of... Uh, this is good, this is bad for the masses. It's my own personal opinion. I, that's what I do with the Andes. The, oh yeah, that's fair. No, yeah, I think we all. Uh, that's that's been my perspective. They could have had a. Um, I think one thing that might have helped with the with your critique is they could have had a, leaned a little bit more on this guy isn't just a super soldier. He has a technical ability to figure out his way out of every situation. Like he 
he he has a certain uh, technical. Well, ability I get too. like the intelligence and the training and all this stuff. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with anything he's doing. Uh-huh. If you listen to all my critiques, my critiques are all with the writing, the technology on board the Enterprise, yeah. and what its function is or uh-huh. isn't. Like I don't have a problem with him misdirecting, blowing up phasers, charging. You know, I don't have any problems with that, except for the big problem of him defeating a transporter beam. <laughs> that is the biggest problem. I mean, it's <laughs> the most insane thing yeah. we've seen to date, technology-wise. Sure. I think the thing that needed an explanation most that didn't get Very one. Strange lapse. Like what do you they mean? seem to really make an effort the rest of the time to abide by their own technology. It's yeah, very think, strange. But also, that like, that this, this whole segment... I wonder if there was some production issue that they were like, we just don't have the money. We have to figure out a way to shoot this fast. This segment of him escaping this prison, it lasts... Fucking... It lasts 12 minutes. It's a long It's 12 a 12 minutes of television yes. devoted to him escaping the Enterprise? It, like, what is... This there's nothing there. There there's nothing in the there's no there is a story, but there also isn't a story for me. I agree that thematically, this did not need to be uh, anywhere near this long. To me, I feel like we've seen episodes where stuff has been repeated and dragged out, like story beats yeah. have just been repeated and dragged out. And this one at least had the interesting face-off between the competence of the the Enterprise crew and the competence of the super soldier. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit more, clearly more along for the ride than you were, but but I agree with you that it's definitely... We'll we'll talk about all this. Very good. Hundreds of prisoners are rioting. Some of them have escaped with Dinar and at last report are headed toward the capital city. Captain, we are not suited to handle situations like this. That's what we created them for. I'm sending the way team, Prime Minister. Picard out. Councillor Troy, Commander Data, Mr. Wolf, you will accompany me to the planet. I really like this moment. I like Riker's sort yeah. of like, well, what about me? <laughs> yeah. And the moment between him and Worf. Yeah. By the way, they've just essentially, they've, they're all going onto the turbo lift. Yeah. Worf, Troy, Data, Picard. Riker yeah. have left the bridge. Sure. Wesley Crusher is in charge. <gasps> <laughs> All right, you sons of bitches. <laughs> now old Crusher's in charge. <laughs> Deal with it, buttheads. <laughs> like he acts like a real That's correct. Like yes. a real pill. And He's his character <laughs> from uh, Stand By Me. <laughs> will not kill unless their survival is at stake. It is against their nature to do so, Captain. And let us hope they do not believe their survival is at stake. Mr. Worf. You are personally responsible for the captain's safety. I understand, Commander. I would have just said to him, a better Worf line, I think, would have been, I always am, Commander. Yeah, that would have been a better Worf line. I can't punch up scripts that are 30 years old. It's definitely It definitely struck me that it was a little bit insulting that he would even yes. say that to Worf. Yes, but it's I think like, that, that, yeah, but my that entire think, purpose is to do that. But I think Worf having that line back to him right, would have addressed it. A mutual sort yeah. of like, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. I agree. That's all I'm saying. Your way of life. I love this. Uh, this I, I do enjoy the Picard 
comeuppance moments of the show. This, I think, is the best. This is all you've brought? Where are your security men? What about your prize pigs? <laughs> not here to fight your wars for you. They have been seen moving towards the center of the city. People are scared. Don't you understand, Captain? They're dangerous. You are dangerous. They're only victims. You made them what they are. You asked them to defend your way of life, and then you discarded them. They were not happy here. They were not welcome here. It was the will of the people to resettle them. No one was pleased with the solution. But we had to act for the greater good. Prime Minister, if you have the skills to create a master soldier, can you not counteract the effect? The chemicals can be removed from their systems. But we're not convinced that the psychological conditioning can ever be entirely reversed. Okay, let's stop right there. Mm-hmm. Let's remove the chemicals from their system. Then you're not dealing with super soldiers who can <laughs> stop transporter beams. You're dealing with damaged people who have a post-traumatic stress. Well, we intended to, but, no, you know, no. things happen, and, you know, I'm suddenly sorry. your to-do no. list gets longer no. and longer. No. I'm and... sorry, Mr. Cochran. Well, all right. <laughs> have you tried, sir? We studied it thoroughly. Even before the training began, we knew there would be problems reversing it. It was a risk we had to take. Did you reveal that risk to the men who volunteered for service? We were helping them to survive the war. You understand? They needed those skills. They're your brothers, your sons, and you turned your backs on them. There are methods of treatment. Until you try them, how can you know they won't work? Even a partial recovery could give them some peace. Well, I know they won't work because I asked Dale. Right, Dale? Yeah, it's yeah, true. I he said, did. I said yeah. they wouldn't work. Yeah. It was the will of the people. That's to allow Dale. them to suffer? There was a referendum. The people weighed the costs involved. They chose the settlement solution. Besides, we may need to use them again someday. That have you understood sense. one word that we have move said? In. Nobody move! All right, so now 17 super soldiers have just parachuted in. And by the way, I love that they're all filthy. (laughs) Yeah. They're all in some sort of... They went through some sort of filth pool together. All of you! They're in in super soldier camouflage, which is filth. Don't provoke them further. Keep those weapons down unless you wish to be killed. Ripped shirts and filth. Do as he says. No! Don't. I, this is an interesting break in the psychology of this person, right? So, Troy's saying he's not inherently violent, right? Uh-huh. And yet here, he's asking them, he wants them to threaten him so that he can kill them, which is a violent person's sort of psychology. That is uh, valid. I think the way that they're trying to play it, which I agree with you that they haven't really successfully done, is, no, don't. Just kill us. Like, it's better for us if we're dead because yeah, they we're want in such little... pain. Yeah. But you're right. If but they raise their guns, they're all super soldiers, so they would they completely demolish them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all super soldiers, and who's the biggest threat there? Dale? Yeah. <laughs> well, he is. Shoot us. Destroy us. Do what you have to. But you will not ignore us. I thought this guy was good. Come on, do it! Yeah, I agree. Cowards. Yes. You're not programmed to murder cowards. 
Everyone, uh, the extras in this uh, scene that are the Angosians, it all they all look like. Um, uh, you ever been to a supermarket in Westwood at eight forty a.m. on a Saturday? If they will not fight back, what would they? <laughs> They're all like, sure, dads, yeah, and like retirees. You right. were programmed to survive. You can survive at the Luna Five settlement. To survive is not enough. Central casting. We need a uh, like thirty bland, bland white guys. Enough. Oh, I'll, I'm going to Ralph's. I'll be right back. <laughs> Roger, tell them what you want. You want our lives back. I want to come home. I am not prepared to negotiate under threat, Dana. But if you will put down your weapons and return peaceably to Luna Five. I would be willing. Mr. Prime Minister, with all due respect, you will have to force us. Or at least try. Captain, you must do something. Call your ship. Quite right, Prime Minister. Enterprise, prepare to beam the away team back. At your command, Captain. Picard, you can't leave us like this. I have all the information I need for my report. Your prisoner has been returned to you. And you have a decision to make. Whether to try and force them back or welcome them home. In your own words, this is not our affair. We cannot interfere in the natural course of your society's development. And I'd say it's going to develop significantly in the next few minutes. It's been an interesting visit. When you're ready for membership, the Federation will be pleased to reconsider your application. Mr. Riker, four to beam up. Aye, sir. So then Riker then has to hit his comm badge and tell the transporter room to beam <laughs> to beam them up. That can't be. Right? I mean, because he just said Riker. Right. Well, I, I, not totally out of the realm of possibility that... Riker decided to man the transporter just in case of emergency. <laughs> well, that's that's crazy. Right? That seems crazy. Yeah. But this is interesting. So he's talking to Picard. So even if he goes, he's talking to Picard, and then he goes, "Transporter room." At what point in the word "transporter room" <laughs> or words "transporter room" does the computer decide? Oh, he's not talking to Picard anymore. <laughs> Great question. Everything's buffered. That's my theory. In case people curse. Yeah, it's like a seven seven second <laughs> delay on everything. It's not very efficient. In case people like talk shit about like Worf. I just can't believe. Did you smell Worf today? Number one. What? Will you note in our report that if the government of Angosia survives the night, we will offer them Federation assistance in their efforts to reprogram their veterans. And if the government doesn't survive? I have a feeling... They will choose to. Mr. Crusher, set coordinates for Starbase Lyra 3. Coordinates set, sir. Engage. They the very, rarely, the they very rarely do it, but I would like it if they were always setting course to the next episode. Do you don't know what they, I mean? Like, I feel because, like they like, do that very frequently. They don't do that that often? No. 
No, I feel like. What are you? Oh, oh, you're saying legitimately like that's the next episode. Like if this, like if the, the next episode started at Starbase yeah, twenty three, goes I would be like, yeah. this is great. Yeah, I think that's true. I, however, that they've leaves, done it like once or twice. That leaves much less room for canon of like what occurred on the off missions. True. Um, All right, then I want them to do it four times a season. Fair enough. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. All right, buddy. Let's. Can't believe we did it, everybody. I can't believe we got through this episode together. I really did. It's time for us to issue some Andes? Nope. Oh, it's time for us to MVC. But someone has heard this show before. <laughs> Accusingly to me. Um, I, I feel like this is a tough one. Okay. You got you got a lot of people doing a lot of stuff in this episode. You got Worf is like the yeah. one who outsmarted him. You got Data is the one who yeah. sort of figured out his the big moves of his misdirection uh, pretty much at every step of the way. So I'm leaning toward Data. And then Picard, obviously, is uh, the one who does the final move at the end. Okay. Um, I don't know that Riker does that much in this episode. And then Troy opens up the dialogue with him. I think that it's actually Troy. You feel like it's Troy? I do, I do. Because if it's not Troy... If Troy, if Troy doesn't sense his... Uh, pain or whatever then there is no dialogue opened with this guy uh-huh. this guy then you're left with an episode where who knows what happens I know eventually he does probably make a transporter beam explode but Let, well this is where we get into a weird area because that generally speaking the mm-hmm. MVC is awarded to the person who protects the ship the most or the bulk of the crew so that move, I think solves the problem of the of the week, right? Well, th- I think that's sort of where we're back and forth because it's right. like either who saves the Enterprise or who the Enterprise is never in danger. The Enterprise is sometimes in danger, but when it, is it oh, in, in this one, no, no, yeah. No. Well, I mean, you could theoretically say that he he was, it was in danger from him, but he doesn't really go for the. He Enterprise. doesn't care for the Enterprise. Um, he doesn't care to attack the Enterprise. Right. So yeah, so then so why don't we say for the future, in lieu of the crew or the Enterprise. We'll say protect the crew first for the MVC, protect the ship second for the MVC, and then the person who's the most instrumental in solving the mission or the central issue. Yes. For three. Yes. Okay. That being said, since the first two don't apply, it would be Troy. Yeah. You can Unless you want to say it. it's you Picard. You could do a split Troy Picard. I say give it to Troy. I say give it to Troy as well. Very Guys, good. Guys, you didn't see that coming. I think our audience is stunned right now. I think I'm surprised. I feel How good about it. Um, this is going to be fascinating. No. In the words of Spock. I give this episode. Oh, my God. 3.5, Andy. 3.5. Um, I give it. I want to give it seven. There were some crazy things that you mentioned that I think were legitimate. You know, that's really, at the end of the day, what I'm here to do is make people enjoy Star Trek less. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm going to stick by it. I'm going to give it a seven. All right. I like it. I like that you stuck to your guns on that. Yeah. Because I have the feeling that not this coming episode, but the next episode, we are going to be wildly different in the other way, in the opposite direction. Interesting. The episode Deja Q. I think we're going to be, you're going to hate it. I'm going to love it. 
I'm very. I can't. I'm open I can't, to like. I cannot Q. wait. To I see get the you. potential I can't, of Q. I can't wait to. to I get have to just that been annoyed by him thus far. Uh, Much like Picard. Here's the next episode. I gotta say, we're in this weird dip yeah. in in the in season three. In my mind, right? Yeah. We're in this sort of dip of how do I say this? Season three has a lot of episodes where the Enterprise is mediating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like dealing it's, with other planets' problems. In this one, I thought it was effective because I thought the, the theme was really well-built because it was so built on yeah. the reality of, of the soldiers' uh, uh, strife. But uh, yeah. So here's the but generally speaking, I feel like it's just like, what? Who's on what side? What's going on? This is uh, the trailer for episode 312, The High Ground. Here we go. Good Thank, title. Thanks to Trek uh, Core for uh, making this possible. Next time on Star Trek, The Next Generation. Radical terrorists attack and kidnap Dr. Crusher. This is a war for independence. You are killing innocent people. There is Strike without warning. They are moving interdimensionally. Kill without mercy. Oh my God. Very charge on the main warp chamber. And are declaring war on the Enterprise on Star Trek The Next Generation. What the F? But that is a terrible show running decision, Mr. To put Pillar. those back to back. To put those back to back? That's insanity. It's crazy. It's the this is this is my problem. Oh, that's uh, crazy. But you know what? We'll see what uh, what happens when there's more than one super soldier running around with uh, <laughs> weapons. <laughs> this week, like. this week we're gonna plus it. This is. I think this is what the show should be from now on. Just super soldiers <laughs> versus the Enterprise, all different planets. But this is different because you see uh, what happens here is uh, they, they 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 travel interdimensionally. Yeah, Instead and there's of, a lot of them. And this know. time they want to kill people. Uh, also, uh, we'll have uh, Picard throw a punch. <laughs> uh, I'm going back to Cheers. I'm just the guy that came in from the Cheers set to just a background guy. Just a pitch. <laughs> uh, well, Andy, that's that. Yeah, that's that episode. We did it. Uh, reminder, everybody, take a look at that Star Trek: The Next Conversation uh, Facebook group. Facebook group. I don't know why and, my uh, brain broke there. And, and the Instagram. Uh, help Andy out with the Instagram. <laughs> I will tell <laughs> you this: Star Trek TNC. When and if the Patreon uh, is happening, I think that the Star Trek: The Next Conversation uh, Facebook group will be the first place to know about it. Hey, you know what I'll do? I'll write a really confusing series of directions on the Facebook uh, sorry on the Instagram group there's no Instagram group Instagram feed <laughs> and uh, and then you can follow it it's this this you know when Andy's vision comes to reality I will be stunned and also confused look I gotta I'm having trouble I have to set up the infrastructure for this whole thing by myself it's all new skills I'm doing the best I can well look the uh, the reason you guys hear this is because I put it up uh, every Andy does everything else he answers the email he looks at the uh, Twitter account uh, he uh, checks the Instagram. Uh, he was aware of the Facebook group, I think, before I was. And he's best friends with my mother. Uh, hey, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I called my mother to wish her a happy Mother's Day uh, last week. And uh, I think the first thing out of her mouth was, how's Andy? Uh, so that's great. And did your mother have a nice Mother's Day? Well, she had a decent Mother's Day to the point I was talking to her. And that was when the Red Sox were still uh, winning. Huh? 
So well, I hope you had a delightful Mother's Day, Mary, <laughs> or Mom, if I may. <laughs> oh God, we're encouraging it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So check out the Facebook group, uh, Star Trek: The Next Conversation. Just search it on Facebook if you're over there on Facebook. Otherwise, uh, we'll be here next week with an episode called "The High Ground," where uh, I don't know the same thing happens. Okay, toodles. I'm out of here. <laughs> You don't say disengage, Andy. You say no. two to beam out. I, I'm, I was saying disengage to the audience. No, I don't understand. Why would you do that? No, I don't. I don't think you. I, it's really not that complicated. You know what? I'm going to beam you back in until you do this right. All right. I was in the void of uh, space. Now we were alive. I don't know what was going Where on. Where do we beam to? It's a good question. Do we, we beam, beam into to non-existence? Our quarters? I think when like when Q snaps his fingers and people disappear, we go wherever they go. Oh, well, let's go there again. <laughs> All right. Disengage.